This is the Hans Shot First Podcast. They don't know it, I'm telling you. We'll be talking in-depth about common movie moments from my dead body. With the mix of all things pop culture along the way. Yeah, all Scott. Okay. Welcome everyone to Hans Shot First. I'm Jeff, joined as usual by Scott and Alex. Say hello. Hello. Hey. This week we're talking about Wayne's World. Wayne's World. Wayne's World. Wayne's World. One of us blows goats. I have proof. <laughs> Alright, Wayne's World came out. We're talking about the movie, not the skit. In 1992. <laughs> directed by Pen. Penelope, Penelope Spheris? Spheris? I don't know how to say that. Uh, based on the characters created by Mike Myers, written by Bonnie Turner, Terry Turner, starring Mike Myers, Dana Carvey, Rob Lowe, Brian Doyle, Murray, Larry Flynn Boyle, Tia Carrera, bunch of SNL people. And uh, Colleen Camp, which is, she's the maid from That's Clue, right. right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, there you go. Mm-hmm. Any others? Meatloaf. I didn't recognize it. Who was who he in this? He was the the guy outside. <laughs> of, what's what's the name of the the bar they go to? The rock At bar. The the fireworks. The ironworks. Ironworks. Yeah, he's he's the guy that tells them. Don't say what, it though. It's on my list. He's the guy that tells them what what bands are playing. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. I I totally gotcha. forgot that it was Meatloaf though. Yeah, Meatloaf. <laughs> um. All uh, right. Well, this is uh, anything. Uh, just, just one note about the director. Um, she, she has a long history actually with, uh, with the rock scene. She's the one that that directed the uh, the decline of Western civilization, mm-hmm. starring Dwayne the Rock Johnson. <laughs> I mean, he might have been in it. I don't know. At some point, but yeah, she she basically has directed a bunch of like uh, music videos and and documentaries regarding. Wow, directed a lot of Megadeth stuff. Yeah. Yeah. I'm actually going to see them in a couple months. Oh, awesome. Cool. Yeah, but uh, at, at any rate, just, uh, yeah, she's done some cool stuff. Cool. All right. Uh, this was who? This is my movie. Yeah. Right? Yeah, this is my movie. Uh, my history with this is, as probably most of us graduate our age, we watched the skit on Saturday Night Live, and the movie came out. And this was the first big SNL movie I remember coming out. I mean, there may have been more before this, but... Mm. Yeah, um, yeah, I can't really think of one that was specifically like, like the Blues Brothers. Does that count? I don't know. Uh, I would say that would count because they were they were doing that act on SNL and then they turned it into a movie. Okay, that counts. But for our generation, we're, that's a little before us. So uh, yeah, yeah th- this is definitely from our our generation of SNL. This is this is yeah. what what I think of. You know, when these like Dana Carvey, Mike Myers, Phil Hartman. Yep. Uh, excuse me, like Farley and Sandler, all those dudes. Um, yeah, so this movie came out. Definitely saw it in the movie theater. Uh, bought the soundtrack. Went around school being an idiot, just talking like these weirdos. <laughs> We're worthy and excellent and party time and show, right? And Get the net. <laughs> Game on. I played hockey back then, so every time we do this stupid stuff Game, like that. We yeah. still do that. <laughs> the, the, one, the one that didn't catch on, and I think... Is good was the sphincter boy. <laughs> sphincter oh, yeah. boy. Um, monkeys might fly out of my butt. 
I, I'll get this out of the way. There were some jokes that I did not get back then, and I didn't get them until this time I watched it. Because I haven't watched this in, like, probably 15, 20 years. Yeah, like, it's, it, was, it was a hot minute for me, too. <laughs> hey, Russ, I believe I requested the hand job. Like, I did not get that <laughs> until this time. And I was watching it with Laura. She said the same thing. She's like, yeah, the first time I've heard that and recognized that joke, too. <laughs> um, but, yeah, that's my history with it. Uh, Alex? I actually didn't watch the SNL skit. Uh, before watching this movie, I missed it somehow. Uh, but yeah, the movie's hilarious okay. on its own, uh, even without having the the SNL yeah, history context. On it. Yeah, yeah. So awesome! I love it. Did you see it in the theater, or did you see it on home video? Oh, that's right. No, a theater. Okay. I think I went with you, knuckleheads. Well, Scott, Brian. Uh, in 1993. Oh, 90, yeah, you're right. 92. 92? Maybe I, I'm thinking of Wind's World 2. Wind's World 2, probably not either. Uh, maybe you saw it with Brian, but definitely not me. Okay. Not that our audience gives a shit, but... Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah they probably do. All right, and Scott. Uh, saw this when it came out in the theaters. This is what, like... I remember seeing this with my mom, because uh, my, my dad could not have given a shit about Saturday Night Live. Uh, but my mom, my mom would watch it, and uh, we both liked the skit, and so it was one of those weird things where where we, we could go and both enjoy it for maybe uh, slightly different reasons. Um, you know, obviously we were more into like the puerile part of it. Uh, this is definitely my my favorite like skits at the time for SNL, so I was excited to see this, and uh, yeah, it definitely delivered. Yeah, and one thing I was thinking while watching this, this is the early '90s. This. This was like the time of like shows and movies about two idiots. I think Beavis and Butthead, Wayne and Garth, mm-hmm. T- Bill and Ted's. Like it was, right? Is that am I just making that? There's yeah, always been like, like that. Like the or? slacker, like the the '90s slacker movies. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Although I, I don't know, Beavis better necessarily slackers because they're like teenagers, but still. Yeah, they're slackers. Dumb and Dumber. Yeah. Dumb and Dumber. All right. Um, well, as usual, we're each going to talk about seven items from the movie. I will go first, and first I should say, um, I liked all the uh, metal stuff and references in this movie. I just you know, very few movies are like have that because metal is never mainstream, and so yeah, you have to have a spe- very special genre film. You like Spinal Tap or something like that. So I appreciate all the. Metalworks and Ironworks, whatever you said, and just the, the soundtrack and much other stuff. So, all the references to heavy metal in this movie. Excellent. Cool. All right. Uh, Alex, what's your number seven? My number seven is a bit strange because I didn't discover that this was like a real thing until a few years ago, like way after I saw the movie. So what he says when Garth says that if Benjamin was an ice cream flavor, he'd be pralines and dick. I always thought I didn't know what pralines were, so I thought it was just like some sort of fish or seafood, something that would be disgusting in an ice cream flavor, plus you know dick. So I thought that was hilarious. And then lo and behold, years later, <laughs> I'm out with my wife, and she's like, "Oh, I got a scoop of pralines, praline ice cream." I'm like that's a thing. <laughs> like, what, is it? What's, what does it taste like? What is that? It tastes delicious. Pralines is a is a good flavor of ice cream. And dick. Yeah, and dick. <laughs> so, <laughs> I learned something. All right. There you go. Yeah. All right, Scott, number seven. Number seven is is Garth and Wayne, uh, Mike Myers and Dana Carvey here. 
Uh, I honestly, I could have slotted Dana Carvey like way higher in the list. Um, you know, mm-hmm. I, I thought about it and decided just kind of cram them in at the beginning here. I, I think watching this again, that that what Dana Carvey is Dana Carvey is bringing this movie is like uh, he, he's frankly bringing a lot more than than Mike Myers is. Uh, even though Mike Myers is, is the main character here. Uh, but they're they're both likable, even though they're kind of fucking with people at points. At least Wayne is, uh, and it, it's it's a testament going back to the director again, uh, Penelope Spears, uh, like how much the shtick works for for the hour and a half or however long this movie was, hour thirty four. Um, yeah. But they're just kind of talking to the camera, and uh, you know, the, there's not really much of a plot here, <laughs> but but it's all it's all uh, you know. They're likable and and it's funny. Uh, they're funny, um, and yeah, I was I was surprised that you know watching it again that that they didn't grate on me. Um, and and again, I, I appreciated Dana Carvey a lot here. Uh, I thought that he was doing a lot of really funny things with the with the character. Excuse me, I'd like to get by now. <laughs> Live uh. in the now. <laughs> All right, uh, my number six, something Scott just talked uh, mentioned, was uh, the talking to the camera, breaking the fourth wall in this movie. I thought, I totally forgot about that. Um, pretty cool. I, I like how, I mean, they're making a two-hour movie or an hour-and-a-half movie based off of a skit where there's two dudes just sat in a basement, right? It's like, it's, you got to come up with something, and I, I don't know. I thought it was pretty cool. So, yeah. talking to the camera. Alex, number six. My number six is the meatloaf. Uh, cameo, yeah. Because I I still quote that line like every once in a while when somebody says, you know, so, well, well, the line is is like who's playing tonight? Well, it's Crucial Todd and the Shitty Beatles. It's like the Shitty Beatles are they any good? It's like, dude, they suck. But it's not just a clever name, is it? Yeah. So <laughs> every time something like that situation comes up. Alex, what are you working on? Uh, this and the shitty animation. <laughs> shitty animation isn't any good. So I like it. Okay. Yeah. I definitely Scott. would. I definitely wouldn't have recognized Meatloaf in 1992. By the way. Yeah, I didn't. <laughs> like, but that was him. Like, it's a little bit. I don't know if it's like the exact same time as I would do anything for love. But uh, at any rate, uh, my number six is the the blue screen gag. Uh, <laughs> I laughed out oh, loud, like, yeah. hey, like, just going around, come on, Wanalea, we're in Hawaii, and then, oh, we're in Texas, howdy, partner, and then it goes, now we can go to beautiful Delaware. <laughs> Hi, I'm in Delaware. <laughs> that was a, a, a great delivery on, on Mike Myers' part, and just the, the, the joke there still holds up. Mm-hmm. So... Yeah, that's my number six. Yeah, and like that, no one could not mention Delaware to you now without you saying that. Right? Like it's just, yeah. it has to be said. I, Hi, I'm in Delaware. I'm in Delaware. <laughs> All right. Um, my number five is I completely forgot about this, and it's it's kind of stupid now. But if you think about when the movie came out, it's the Terminator Two scene, the T one thousand. Yeah. Oh my god. Because this came out in 92, yeah, Terminator is what, 90 or 91? Yeah. So it's right there in the public eye and everything. And have you seen this boy? <laughs> Takes off and 
was running after him or doing his T one thousand walk. That was awesome. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. it's funny how how well that holds up because like T two is such a huge thing and still is like that it doesn't feel anachronistic. Yeah. So, yeah, but to it. us. Yeah, to, so I to us, movie nerds, but. right, right, but but I imagine if we if we went back and saw other things where they're making reference to like things that happened like around that same time, like it wouldn't have been as big of a deal. Yeah, I guess like like yeah. just the fact that like Terminator a, like so a huge. scary movie and uh, or a scary movie two or one of those. It, it's it's hard for me to come up with an example, but um, yeah, I'm telling you, scary movie. Yeah, it, it works though. I always thought it was weird that that uh, Robert Patrick has the blonde hair there though. Like, <laughs> like even back then, I could tell like, oh, like whatever he was doing, he had blonde hair, and they couldn't like make him change the hair for that one scene. <laughs> well, it's the T one thousand. He can change his hair color to whatever that, he wants. Well, that is true. true. That is true. Yeah. All right, Alex, number five. My number five, and <laughs> this joke kind of flit. I just didn't really notice this moment for like the longest time until <laughs> it really hit me recently for whatever reason. But when when Garth is all bummed out and they, they have their breakup and Garth is just at Makita's all by himself and he made himself like a little donut man. He's like, hey, Mr. Donut Man, who's trying to kill you? I don't know, but he better not. <laughs> and then he stabs him with a straw and the jelly starts pouring out. Oh my gosh, that's not good. Fucking, <laughs> oh, it, it just kills me now. It's like as a kid and everything, I that might have gotten a chuckle or something, but it's not something that, you know, <laughs> I focused on. But now... <laughs> I love that scene. Yep. You know what I'm talking about, Jeff? I know, I know what you're talking about. Yeah. <laughs> Scott. I don't know, but he better not. <laughs> Scott, number five. Number five is, is Alice Cooper. Uh, that, that whole sequence is, <laughs> is, yeah. is hysterical. Um, yeah, as adult, I, I was laughing at them just walking past all the groupies. Because <laughs> as a kid, I wouldn't have thought thought about that but that how these two schlubs get back get backstage and uh like all the all the, the women are, are you know fighting each other to get back in um mm-hmm. yeah just that that whole sequence uh and like wayne awkwardly asks him so you visit milwaukee often he's like oh i travel here every once in a while actually <laughs> the, it, it, the locals called it milieu so Algonquin for like the the good land the good, good land, land. Yeah. Uh, but, and then the other guys chime in isn't it true that this happened <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, and then uh, then of course the, the we're not worthy and, and just laugh at him <laughs> just <laughs> the way he holds out his hand like he's royalty <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like you may kiss my you may kiss my the royal hand kind of thing Jeeves mm-hmm. uh, H Alice Cooper's still around. Yeah. He is. All right. Uh, on to my number four. Mm-hmm. And that would be all the stuff with his his ex-girlfriend, the psycho hose beast. <laughs> Hi, Wayne. <laughs> Hi. Hello, Stacy. <laughs> so her crashing on the bike is one of the most hilarious things ever. <laughs> Hi, Wayne. I watched this time. There's... Her face is literally on the hood of the car for like the last third of her fall. It's like just sliding across the hood of the car. Oh god, that's hilarious. Mm-hmm. Her falling through the through the ceiling, and then the whole gun rack thing. Oh. <laughs> I don't own a gun. 
let alone several guns to necessitate a rack. Yeah, Mike Myers' Canadian was shown in that scene, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, Lara Flynn Boyle, she's pretty funny in this. Mm-hmm. And she's super like, hot, too. That's the funny thing, is like, she's yeah. super hot, so it was weird that they made her like a psycho. And that nothing never really pays off in this movie, does it? It's like, after the bike crash, do we ever see her again? They're, one of the endings, she shows up. In the, the oh, yeah, that's bad right. ending. I'm pregnant. That's why I've been so moody. Oh, that's yeah, right. and then she just walks off, and then the, the, the house burns down, and when he just like looks at it with glee. <laughs> All right, why? Alex, number four. My number four is the no stairway scene. <laughs> Only well, when I was a kid, I hadn't heard stairway yet, and then you know later on in life, uh, I love it. It's one of my favorite songs ever. Uh, but <laughs> if you notice. Wayne doesn't play. He's not playing Stairway at all. It de- <laughs> so, well, it depends which which version you're watching. No. Oh, really? Did they get the rights finally? I think it, I think in the theatrical, he's 100 percent playing Stairway. Oh, really? Yeah, I think I think if you watch uh, like Are a you sure? like TV, I'm pretty sure, man. Because though there was a whole thing that they couldn't get the rights for Stairway to Heaven, so they had to. I think they ADR'd what he was playing. Just to make that joke, because he plays like two, three off notes, like and then perhaps he grabs the guitar in the, uh, in the trivia. Let me let me look this up while we yeah. while we continue on. I do know that the uh, Led Zeppelin's notoriously hard to get, hard or slash expensive. Put one of their songs in a movie. Like, that's why I think it was a big deal in the in Thor Ragnarok when they yeah when they added that song. I think it's like they're super expensive and. And or picky, I forgot what the deal is. There, so, but. so like I didn't get the joke as a kid. Like I knew, I, I actually knew the song of of the song, but I didn't get why that would be a thing. Uh, reading the trivia here, it says that in the early seventies, some British music shops banned or fined patrons for playing that song because they because people played it so much. That's what I always thought it was, and it's a long song too. Yeah, I thought it was because it's a long song. They're <laughs> hogging the guitar that they're not going to buy. Yeah. yeah. No free bird and no stairway. Yeah. Um, okay, the Stairway to Heaven guitar riff was changed for the international cable and videotape releases to a generic riff because of disputes of obtaining the rights to the first five notes okay. of the song, which only appear in the U.S. theatrical release. There we go. Oh, there it is. The more you know. Mm-hmm. No stairway. Denied. Okay, so that was Alex's number four, so Scott's number yep. four. Okay. Uh, number four is the product placement scene. Uh, I don't know if you guys <laughs> had this high on your list. Uh, no, no, it's not on my there's, list. I know, there's way too much good stuff. I mean, this scene is awesome. <laughs> but I, 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 I love it just because if you're... like, I, I get it. You, there's going to be product placement. Like these, money, these movies have to get funded somehow. And... Sometimes they the the product placement goes from like eh whatever to to funny to despicable. Um, in this case, like they're just straight up you know making a joke out of it, and, and the whole thing plays very well. <laughs> mm-hmm. Like all, all that stuff. It it is funny that like the the Nuprin is is no, no longer around. <laughs> at least, yeah. At least not in the U.S. Well, at least not where we are. I don't know. Maybe in the East Coast or something. But uh, little. Yellow, different. The, yep. 
The oh, this is giving me a headache. <laughs> yeah, I can't. I can't yeah, try this. <laughs> it's like people only do things because they get paid. Set the door and fucking Reebok. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so yeah. that battle scene was was pretty funny. I like all the old logos and packaging, like the old Doritos yes. bag, the old Pepsi. Yeah. Well, you know, take the deal or not, it's your choice. Yes, and it's the choice of a new generation. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> all right, uh, on to my number three, and I kind of already mentioned it, but all the the, the quotes and sayings that have stuck with me over the years, some have definitely dropped off, but uh, as we've already talked about, the... Uh, oh, I already forgot what you already said, but, like, the highway, like, we do that in our chat sometimes, right? <laughs> and, uh, Hi. Uh, Game shut off. Up, right? Back then, it was everything. A monkey's might fly out of my butt. This guy blows goats. Mm-hmm. Uh, excellent. Not. Yeah, not. Everything. I don't. I'm sorry, sir. I don't know what came over me. <laughs> I love you, man. Um, yeah, I love you, man. <laughs> and I've, and I've learned that platonic love can exist between two men. She makes me feel kind of funny. I used to climb the rope at gym class. All that stuff. <laughs> uh, yeah. All right, that's my number three. Uh, Alex, number three. <laughs> my number three is Cream of Sub Young Guy. <laughs> <laughs> Not only was that hilarious, and I got that right away, because, you know, growing up, internet, whatever. <laughs> but I, I later learned that in test screenings, that got such a huge, you know, and very long laugh. And it really did, in the, uh, if I remember correctly, in the theaters, even in home viewings and stuff. I still laugh a lot. That they had to add, like, an extra, like, 10 to 20 seconds to that scene of them not doing anything. Because people would be laughing over, like, the next scenes or exposition or stuff like that that was going on <laughs> at uh, Benjamin's apartment. I thought that was great. That's, Good. like, pretty much, yeah, the, the, the joke of the movie. It's pretty damn good. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Scott, number three. Okay. Uh, number three uh, is my, my favorite quote from the, from the movie. Um, and, and so I'm incorporating it into this whole scene, but the scene where he's speaking Cantonese um, <laughs> I, to, to Cassandra on the roof. I, I, I wonder how much of it is accurate when they're, when they're, when it's clearly when it's not a joke, um, but it is funny how he's like quoting Kierkegaard and uh, <laughs> like, do, do, one of me, uh, Dick Bad Pat. Yeah, and then just uh, <laughs> talk talking about how uh, like, like self perpetual. Like he's coming with all these really complicated words and Cantonese all of a sudden. Uh, but my favorite thing was uh, he he asked for a number or something or asked her out. And she says yes, and he holds up the thumb and goes zang. <laughs> For excellence. Uh, so. Oh, that was the best one. He just said like one word, and the uh, the subtitles just kept going without them talking or anything. They were just waiting yeah. for the subtitles to be read. I was like, okay, all right, Zang. Yeah. All right, we're on to my number two already. We're flying through this list. Um, it's world party on. Mine are Wayne and Garth. Just the characters themselves. I loved them when I was younger. Uh, they still hold up for the most part. Goddamn wigs are terrible. And uh, some <laughs> of the stuff's not as funny, but still holds up. And as Scott mentioned earlier, uh, both Mike Myers and uh, I almost said David Spade, Dana Carvey, 
doing the good stuff here. And yeah, I think Dana Carvey is kind of doing a little more here. But they're both still still good. Mm-hmm. Like, because uh, Mike Myers almost has to be the straight guy in this movie. Right, right, yeah. So Garth gets to do more of the, the meteor parts, but still awesome. So yeah, Wayne and Garth, party on, dudes. Nice. Alex, number two. <laughs> My number two is Ed O'Neill. Glenn, the manager of Makita's. <laughs> he's only got a couple scenes, but they're so good. Oh my gosh. It's like, so you know what like to. Yeah, you know what I'd like to do? Yeah, I know what you'd like to do. <laughs> you'd, like, <laughs> you'd like to track down that guy and rip out his still beating heart and show it to him before he dies. Actually, I was uh, thinking about uh, running up a grievance with the union. That's <laughs> uh, a twisted world. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, to each his own. It's a twisted world. <laughs> I just thought it was funny because those guys—that's that guy was in *Married to Children* as well, right? Wasn't he like part of *No Ma'am* or something? Oh yeah, yeah. the other guy. Yeah, I think I think you're right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And this would have been in the heyday of *Married to Children* as well. So, <laughs> why is it then battle <laughs> when you kill another man? It's considered heroic, <laughs> but when it's in the heat of passion, it's murder. <laughs> <laughs> It's so weird that scene, like, and then Ed O'Neill gets to talk to the camera. He's the only other one besides Wayne and Garth. And yeah. yeah, he's it's like, so "Oh, weird. hello." <laughs> yeah. Only me and Garth get to talk to the camera. It's so weird. All right, uh, Scott, number two. Num- number two is uh, Ed O'Neill. Yeah, just the, more, <laughs> more specifically that that very first time when the when a man kills another man in battle, it's it's called heroic. <laughs> he's just like seething <laughs> it's just such a weird thing like totally to happen like and it happens like in the beginning of the movie too yeah. um, and then it sets up the whole joke for for garth saying like i don't really have that much to say <laughs> and he makes the camera look somewhere else and he runs off. it was that <laughs> yeah but just ed o'neill kills it in those, in those few scenes that he's in yeah yeah <laughs> Alright, uh, my number one, this is always going to be my number one, it's the Bohemian Rhapsody, driving the car, going to Ironworks. That's the first time I reckon I heard of this song, so I have a funny story about this, is before I saw the movie, I was really, uh, this is before, 92, so this is right as I'm getting into hockey, but I'm still a really big NBA fan, and I was watching... I don't know whatever show was on was Saturday afternoon with like Ramad Rashad and they would every week. I don't know if you remember this, Scott. They would have um, highlights from the previous week and they would play it to the number one song in the country that or I don't know, number one song or something in the country inside the NBA, right? Yeah. Maybe, yeah, I don't know. And uh, and they did it to Queen to Bohemian Rhapsody. I had never heard the song. I hadn't seen the movie yet, and they're just doing this slow, you know you know the song I'm like what yeah, the heck yeah. is this what is this and then finally the highlights weren't like five minutes long so I went from that part then I went to the den and I'm like oh yeah this song rocks and then when I saw the movie I loved it and started actually that's probably when I got into Queen more and all that stuff so mm-hmm. uh, yeah Bohemian Rhapsody and I think we mentioned this when the movie came out Bohemian Rhapsody Mike Myers is in it and I think Queen really wanted that because they're very thankful to Mike Myers for putting that song in the movie because it helped, you know, buy them a lot more stuff. <laughs> mm-hmm. Get them number one again. Um, so that's my number one. Alex. My number one is I love the, the different endings at the end because they go with, like, <laughs> the really shitty ending. The uh, the house burned down and everything. Garth dies. He's like, whoa, 
we can't end the movie like this. Yeah, let's do the Scooby Doo ending. <laughs> they go through that until they get to the super mega happy ending. Awesome. Tia Carrera's hot. Honorable mention. Yeah, I, I can't believe no one had her on their list. But yeah, she is. I forgot how good looking she is in this movie. Yeah, agreed. Mm-hmm. Scott, to steal a line from Scott, she's a smoke show. Yeah, she is. Yeah. Same thing with Garth, Garth Stream Woman, who, by the way, I, I just, just f- found this out. Uh, a woman named Donna Dixon, actress, is uh, Dan Aykroyd's wife since like the early 80s. Swing! He's fighting out of his weight class. Jesus. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, he, he did create the Ghostbusters. <laughs> yeah. And a uh, mid-tier vodka. <laughs> so, there you go. All right, Scott, number one. Number one is Bohemian Rhapsody stuff. Pretty pretty much everything you went over, Jeff. Uh, just, it, it was a, a, a big cultural touchstone at the time. Uh, that that everybody that we grew up with, uh, like, it, it's everybody knows about it. Uh, I maybe the kid, the stupid kids nowadays aren't going to know, but uh, it lasted quite a long time. Like, it, it's one of a, the the kind of go to moments of a film in the '90s, for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and can anyone who's seen this movie when when the guitar riff hits in not bang their head? Yeah, yeah, that was a thing for a long time, yeah, in the car, yeah. It'll be worth the sore neck. (laughs) But yeah, yeah, even (laughs) another great comedy movie, Loaded Weapon 1. (laughs) They even took the scene, too. Yeah, very, very often parodied. I always forgot the bad guy from Encino Man's in here. Yeah, so yeah. I, I love the the two two sidekicks. They're actually really funny in this. I forget their names, but... He's a kid. Do I scare you? No. <laughs> Do you want me to? <laughs> uh, Tia Carrera turned down the part on turned down a part on Baywatch to star in this film. Good choice. Yeah. Well, maybe not. Might have gotten more money on Baywatch. Well, she turned this into True Lies. Oh, that's true. Yeah. And what was that? That Laura Croft adventure show. That's right. I forget that it was called. Yeah, Relic Hunter. What? What, what was? Oh, it? Hey. Oh, wow, good pull. Well, I'm looking. I have the IMD profile up. Right now. <laughs> don't, don't pretend, Jeff. You're a huge Relic Hunter fan. Yeah, Relic Hunter fan. Mm-hmm. What, what was the John Lovitz parody movies? John Lovitz. What? Hmm? There was, oh, there was High School High. High School High. Thank you. Like 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 like, 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 right. like a yeah. Rhinestone Cowboy. Cowboy. Yeah. Almost as good as Bohemian Rhapsody. <laughs> I didn't know she was Hawaiian. I thought she was from, like I thought she was like Southeast Asia or somewhere or something. Nope. Nope. Hawaiian. Hawaiian. So she's she's the voice of who? Nani on Lilo and Stitch? Yep. Yeah. Apparently she's that still, that was great. Apparently she's still acting. I mean I haven't seen her anything since True Lies, so I, I don't know, but <laughs> Was she in Wayne's World too? I don't remember. Yeah. Okay. She was again the main plot point in the movie. She was an episode of Married with Children. That's oh right. yeah, the bounce, the 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 Bundy bounce. She steals yeah, it from yeah. Kelly. That's the right. New Alante. Alante. Yeah. How could I forget that episode? Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> I know. <laughs> wow. Um. All right. I, I had two honorable mentions, but you guys already named them. It was the ad scene and the the Scooby Doo ending. I like that. Any from you guys? 
Uh, what was that guy that kept puking? I love that he was Phil. so wasted. Phil. Phil. And then they go to fix the car the next day. He's like, were you at the ironworks? You see these bands? It was unreal. I was like, yeah, we were there. <laughs> <laughs> it, w- it was pretty clever to have him do the, let me go, and then look like he was going to puke. Yeah. During the Bohemian Rhapsody. <laughs> You've uh, got to spew. Spew did this. <laughs> yeah. Um... <laughs> I the uh, the Bugs Bunny dressing is pretty funny. Oh that, yeah, that's somewhat, oh, yeah. That's somewhat famously was at least that part of it was ad libbed. That's that's Mike Myers genuinely laughing, like breaking character. Yeah, because of because uh, of what Dana Carvey just said. But the thing is that Mike Myers, that's a genuine laugh, but it's not the Bugs Bunny thing that Dana Carvey said. It was something else that they cut out from the movie. Really? Yeah. I, uh, if I remember, like, the behind-the-scenes, like, documentary and stuff that's on the DVD, and then they put in the the Bugs Bunny thing, I think because it was just more generally uh, known, and maybe the joke that Mike Myers was laughing at was more like an in-joke or something like that. Uh, right. I don't know. Yeah, no, the, reading the trivia, you're, you're 100% right. Unfortunately, the trivia doesn't say, like, what the thing he said was that I was actually making yeah. laugh. Yeah. No one except for Mike and Dana will ever know. Yeah. Probably something inappropriate. Yeah, <laughs> probably. No. <laughs> Is Dana Carvey Canadian or no? I don't think so. I guess I can look that up real quick. Mm-hmm. Um, any other auto mentions from you guys? Nope, he's from Montana. Wow. Montana's funny as son. Missoula? I don't know anything in Montana. <laughs> Missoula Oblongata. <laughs> Oh, here we go. Here's on his. I'm sorry, real quick to divert. There's a cast picture of SNL on his head on this thing here. We have Sandler, Spade. Oh, is it? I forgot her name. Uh, Einkorn. Uh, um, come back there. Um. Oh, the news anchor or the guy from uh, 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 Norm McDonald. Kevin Nealon. Sorry. Oh, Kevin Nealon. Kevin Nealon. Yeah. 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 Tim Meadows. Um, Phil Hartman. <laughs> of course, Tim Meadows. Yeah, Phil Hartman. Um, oh my God, who's the guy in all the Adam Sandler movies? Not Chris Farley. No. Um, God, why can't I remember his name? Ding dong. Uh, Tim. Get his mach- uh, copy machine. Rob guy. Schneider. Rob Schneider. Dana Carvey. Al Franken. That's right. Al Franken. You talking about Ellen Clayhorn? Yes, it was Ellen Clayhorn. Yeah. Chris Rock. Oh, that one girl. Uh, uh, Jan Hooks. Yeah. Jan um, Hooks was there for a lot of that. Until I don't know. Anyway, classic. Yeah, yeah no Farley in this picture. Uh, he had to be there, too. Yeah, heavy hitters. Like, uh, I, I know uh, from that from that era, I always talk about this because we're digressing here. The Jan Hooks and Phil Hartman have what might be my favorite skit um, in, in, of any SNL uh, skip. <laughs> Wait, is uh, she the one that plays the mom, like in the, the Chris Farley motivational speeches, like where it's her and Farley, or her and Hartman are the mom? And um, I don't think that was in, in no. Well, maybe in one of them, but not not the two that we're thinking of. Um, the the one with uh, um, Spade and Christina Applegate. I think that's um, ah, what's her name? She's in Pulp Fiction. Uh, Uma Thurman. Yeah, that's the one I'm trying to think of. Yeah, she's in that picture too. Whoever that girl is. God, I forget her name. Uh, yes. Anyway, sorry. Yeah. Anyway. Mm-hmm. Huge. Thing. All right. 
Uh, well, now it's time to rate it. Uh, as usual, we rate on a scale of one to seven. One being absolute garbage, seven being perfection. Um, wow, it's, this is all nostalgia for me, so it's hard. For, I can't. It's not going to get a not like for me, but I'll give it a five. Um, it easily fits in there for me. Five. Uh, Alex, I'm going to give this a six. This is one of those movies that I love and I watch so often that I can just close my eyes and run through from the beginning credits all the way to the end. Awesome. Okay. I love it. Scott. Uh, also a six. Um, it's, uh, like you said, Jeff, there's, there's a lot of nostalgia there. Um, but every almost every scene, there's something fun or funny going on. And... Uh, I don't know. I was just in the, kind of in the mood for this. <laughs> right. Like that, that, that always helps. So, mm-hmm. so I would say this is really good. But if I had my favorite SNL movie, which I just based not even SNL movie, but based on SNL actors, would be Tommy Boy. Well, where would you put this with relation to Tommy Boy? I know that's not based on an SNL character, but you know what I'm getting at here. Uh, that's tough. Okay. Um. I think this is the better. Thing. Very, very close. Okay. Like right. I think, I think, yeah, I think I would. I this over Tommy Boy. Yeah. <laughs> Tommy but Boy but this but Tommy Boy has <laughs> Rob Lowe as a bad guy. It's true. <laughs> yeah. Rob Rob Lowe's got some range. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, Did you eat paint chips as a kid? <laughs> no. Why? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, now it's time for our crossover topic, which is top five product placements in movies and TV show. Obvious product I placements. I had a lot Obvious. of fun. <laughs> I had a lot of fun with this list. Alright. I, I have more than five. I didn't really... Some of these I rated, but some of them I didn't. And uh, I'll just go out here. Number five is from Karate Kid. And it's the Minute Maid line. I don't know if you guys remember this. It's when he's, hide, he's leaving the house after getting his butt kicked for the first time. He has a black guy. And his mom wants him to take off the sunglasses, and he won't do it. She's like, "What's wrong?" Is I don't know. I got I get it for drink too much Minute Maid, and he like holds the box up, and then she makes him take off his glasses. And then a whole generation of kids thought they would get black eyes from drinking Minute Maid. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, that's my number five. That's one. I, it's kind of a weird one. It's one of the first ones I thought about. Uh, Alex, my number five. This was kind of in general, just in a lot of procedurals. You'll have this every once in a while. My, my specific uh, example is going to be from the show Bones with Boreanaz and Deschanel. And uh, it, it, this happens in like almost every procedural where they're driving a car and they're like, oh, what are you doing? And it's like, oh, I'm, you know, getting ready to parallel park. And she just pushes a couple buttons. It's like, hey, well, what's, what's, uh, why aren't you looking back? It's like, oh, it's got a rear view camera over here. And that's why, and they, like, they stopped the whole show almost to do this, like, mini commercial for the fucking car. And then they get on with it. I I don't know if I've ever seen anything like that, but that, that sounds utterly despicable. Oh, you haven't? Jesus <laughs> H. Maybe you just don't watch enough procedurals. I, I don't think I do. Or no, perhaps I watch just enough. Yeah. But yeah, it happens. All right. Uh, Scott, number five. Uh, th- this one's a little... Mm, I don't know, I'm cheating a little bit. Uh, basically, James Bond... <laughs> so know, like Aston Martins and stuff. The, the cars, yeah, the, mostly the cars. Um, <laughs> the it it doesn't feel too bad though, because at least the early early Bond, you know, that was way before our generation, so we can 
just look at those cars and be like, oh yeah, like DB5 is fucking rad. Um, more recently, like with Casino Royale, like I'm, I am rolling my eyes a little bit. It was like a Dodge, right? I forget what it was in that one. And then um, you know, he finally does go back to the... <laughs> James Bond, I don't think, ever drove a Dodge. Did he? In or Ford. It was a Ford or a Dodge in Casino Royale. I, just, I can't see that. He was, though. That's the thing. It wasn't, I mean, it Dodge wasn't... is a fine car. Ran over my wife with the Dodge. It wasn't... Uh, like, I, I, I ran over my first wife with the Dodge. So for all the Pierce Brosnans, I think he's, he's driving around BMWs. Um, and then, yeah, the Daniel Craig, it's kind of all over the place. Uh, but da- the first... Uh, in, in Casino Royale Out, too, they're, they're selling the uh, Sony Ericsson phone pretty hard. <laughs> I don't know if you guys remember that uh, as far as things that didn't really catch on um, but uh, yeah just, just James Bond in general with the, the cars mostly and then in more recent movies some of the electronics that, uh, yeah mostly phones I will say I don't mind product placement when it's stuff like real world like cars are something that people usually throw name brands out and it's a big deal like you're saying like not so much a ford or a, a dodge but a mercedes or bmw or an aston martin jaguar or whatever like that it feels a little more natural like i almost hate it when it's less natural when it's like you know guys drinking a coke or something they won't say coke because like, i'm drinking a soda or like because no people rarely say that or like yeah, i cola yeah like that stuff or when they hide it that always makes you more mad when you can't see you know he's drinking the generic cup or whatever like does that make sense like so there's product placement and then yeah. there's just everyday stuff that we're always always in our life so it just feels weird when it's not there yeah. I, know, I know daniel craig's bond was a fan of the heineken also <laughs> yeah. yeah all right uh on to my number four yeah yeah so my number four um comes from i think it's iron man 2 and it's oracle which um uh, maybe my employer, maybe not. But uh, <laughs> there's that one point where Tony Stark needs more. He's asking Jarvis for more power, for more information. He goes, just hook into the Oracle Cloud. I was like, oh my God. Like, <laughs> Tony well. Stark's technology is way superior than anything we have now. And now he's got, oh. And then earlier in the movie, he's meeting up. You know, there is Larry Ellison's in the very beginning. And. The Tesla guy, I can't remember what his name. Elon Musk. Elon Musk yeah. is in there. And then uh, later on, when they're in the uh, in like a, one of the vans or something, in the background, you see a hexa, I think it's a hexadata data rack, which only someone like me would know something, I guess, but it's total product. But it's weird. It's like product placement for like back end server technology, which your consumer is not going to know what the hell is going on unless you're someone like me who happens to be in that field. Fucking nerds. Yes. Yeah. It does. But I will tell you this, because of that, at my desk at work, I have a giant Iron Man poster. It says, to the cloud or something like that. It has Iron Man. <laughs> to the cloud. It's basically it's something like that. So, Oracle is the cloud and uh, Iron Man 2. Alex. It is funny that you should mention Iron Man, by the way. But, uh... Anyway, go ahead. Anyways. Alex. Uh, number four is right. Yep. This one is just because... <laughs> uh, from Sylvester Stallone's Cobra... <laughs> Which is a fine film, but at the beginning, at the very beginning, he's in the supermarket and he just happens to duck behind a giant display of Coors. 
And what do you do when you're in a gunfight? You take one of those very warm cores, pop it open, and take a swig. That was awesome. Best served at room temperature. Yep. <laughs> Coors. Nice. But what you just said reminded me of something that made my number. It just moved an item on my list because what you just said. All right. <laughs> Scott. Coors. Number four. Number four. Uh, speaking of Stallone, mm-hmm. uh, Demolition Man. Uh, <laughs> and, uh, yeah. and, and in this case, like most Good. of it is, is pretty funny. Uh, Especially the idea that the the jingles for the commercials are, are like the only music that are allowed. So you get you know the Green Giant song, uh, um, and then uh, like uh, hot dogs, armor hot dogs, like so, mm-hmm. and then like the Oscar Mayer song. And uh, but but anyway, specifically uh, Taco Bell and Pizza Hut. Um, so I say Taco, Taco Bell, Bell and Pizza Hut because. Um, they they say in in the American the U.S. release, they say that that Taco Bell has won the the fast food wars, yeah. <laughs> and they have a couple funny lines about that, and it's like fine dining now. Uh, but I guess internationally, they dubbed over that to say Pizza Hut. And I actually found a clip of of the the two of them back to back, and the Pizza Hut dubbing is awful. <laughs> I, think, I think they actually did get Sly and Sandra Bullock for that scene to, to redo, like to ADR it, but like their lips don't match, and they pull up to the restaurant. The sign's are actually different for Pizza Hut, um, so I thought that that was funny. Like they had to do extra product placement <laughs> for the regions they're in, because I guess maybe maybe Pizza Hut's not a thing, or sorry, like Taco Bell's not a thing in in Europe, but Pizza Hut is, I guess. I, I, I don't know. Uh, at least at least in 92 or 93 or whenever that movie came out. Yeah. Yeah, when I was in Europe, well that was already 5 years ago, 6 years ago. They de- they had Pizza Huts and they had KFC and McDonald's, McDonald's, took our chicken yeah. to Pizza Hut, but they did not have Taco Bell that I remember anyway. And that was in a few places in Europe, but Yeah. It's probably illegal. We we don't we why do we have Taco Bell? I don't want Taco Bell. Get out of here. We have real tacos. <laughs> like, uh, I mean, I like Mexican food too, but Taco Bell? <laughs> like, yeah, yeah off, off camera, you hear Sligo for pizza. I like a big slice of pizza too. But... <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, that's pretty funny. That's a, man, that's such an underrated sci fi movie. Mm-hmm. All right, uh, on to my number three, and, uh, this whole movie was a product placement, and I'm going with The Wizard. Yeah, okay. Oh, damn it. Yeah. Yeah, I've got that iron on this. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, then I'll, I'll say Power Glove and Super Mario Brothers 3. Do, do, mm-hmm. we'll, let you, we'll, do, we'll let you do the line, Jeff, because you're the, the no. Power Glove line. No, you can do it. Uh, well, maybe Alex. Because I already forgot what it is. Is oh. it so bad? or What is it? Yeah. It's yeah. so bad. I love the power glove. God damn. <laughs> All right, Alex, number three. My number three is one episode of Always Sunny in Philadelphia, which is fantastic. They pretty much, well, they, they made the product placement a little bit of the central point, like at least one of the bigger gags, but it was them always having their company meetings, quote unquote, at Dave and Buster's. It's freaking great. 
Uh, this is like, well, if you want a, if you want a great steak in an arcade setting, you can't do anything better than David Buster's. <laughs> it's like, yeah, you know what? You're right about that. <laughs> they have the cards, like the David Buster's cards. Is like, yeah, you see the David Buster's cards? Did you try to use it at the grocery store? Yeah, at, at, or at the liquor store? Yeah, they would they wouldn't take it. No, it only works at David Buster's. <laughs> is the waitress working there? Uh, no, but they oh. were snarky at her waitress because they kept ordering just single glasses of wine she's like you know if you order the whole bottle or a whole you know thing of it, it could be coming a lot cheaper it's like yeah i feel like you're being a bit judgy here yeah why, why don't you just grab us another couple <laughs> cups of wine so good mm-hmm. all right uh scott number three number three and this one could have been my number one uh, as well but uh vin diesel and his goddamn coronas in the fast and furious movies <laughs> The, the the ultimate version of this comes in the the sixth, the seventh, or eighth movie. I don't even know anymore. But <laughs> yeah, uh, Kurt Russell uh, is in a few of those movies playing Mister Nobody, uh, or at least two of those movies is Mister Nobody, mm. and he he recruits Dom because at this point he's like the world's greatest everything. former criminal. Yeah, everything. Yeah, <laughs> he's the ultimate alpha dog at everything. Yes. <laughs> um, and uh, they, they they pull him in this hangar with got all these rad cars and all this other stuff around and right right uh, Vin Diesel you know he can't actually act impressed but he's like yeah I guess it's a pretty good setup and he's like oh you want some beer like we've got craft beer on tap from like all over the world and then uh, he's like no but I will take a Corona and uh, Carlos like I thought you would say that and they come out with a fucking Corona bucket that has like it's all iced up with a bunch of Coronas in it. It's like, come on. Like the hey. end of the the second to last one or the last one, they're like they're partying on some rooftop and like Vin Diesel's passing out coronas to everybody to celebrate their, their victory. It's just like <laughs> you get it, you like coronas. Mm-hmm. Hey, can you get Corona on tap? I, I wanna say that I've seen it before. I don't know. I don't think I've ever seen it before. I don't think I've ever had Corona without like a lime jammed into the the neck when I'm at yeah. But like I'll get a I can I've ordered Modelo or Dos Equis or yeah. any of those on 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 draft and they'll just say yeah I'll throw a lime in there or something. But I don't think I've ever gotten a Corona. Hmm. Anyway, yeah. on to my number two. Deep questions. <laughs> and this is also from a TV show, um, and and it is. Burger King from Arrested Development. It's a wonderful restaurant. <laughs> that was great. So uh, Tobias Fumke is having a meeting with um, one Carl Weathers. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it's like, Tobias told a bunch of stuff, and then Carl Weathers is like, did you know that you can refill, get free refills on all purchases here? <laughs> and then Tobias just goes, it's a wonderful restaurant. <laughs> oh, my God. So good. That's my number two. Alex. My number two is even worse. I believe this is even worse product placement than The Wizard, but Mac and Me. I don't believe you. Paul Paul Rudd's very own Mac and Me. (laughs) It's about Sears and McDonald's and a bunch of other shit. Coke, I think, also. (laughs) Wait, have you actually seen the movie or no? Yes, I've seen it a handful of times. I oh, wow. I haven't, but I I did rewatch the McDonald's clip before for the podcast, and I'm 
Actually, that's my number two also, is Mac and Me. All right. We'll keep talking about it then. Yeah. All right. So, that that McDonald's scene is so insane. I, I, words fail me. So, I, may, does, I don't know if Mac... May I, you can answer this, Alex. Does Mac have people... Or does he have the ability to make people dance? Because if not... They're randomly having a dance contest in the middle of McDonald's. Like an inner city McDonald's. Just, yeah, I think they were just randomly having okay. a dance contest in McDonald's. Inner city McDonald's. And at this McDonald's, there are football players with full pads on. And mm-hmm. not 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 high school players. Like Bo Jackson. <laughs> and Boomer. It could have been it could have been Bo Jackson, I don't know. But Brian Bosworth. These were grown ass <laughs> men in, in football pads. And they're dancing. There were ballerinas, and they dance. Um, all of a sudden, the whole thing fills up with kids, and they dance. Uh, you see all the McDonald's employees dance. They're super into it with when they have like the kid. I'm assuming it's a kid inside the weird teddy bear thing. It's um, actually Mac because you can't have Mac move around like a normal thing. And he's on mm-hmm. the counter and he's dancing, and everybody's super into it for no reason. Um, and then. The, the craziest thing of all is that you you see occasionally in the background Ronald McDonald just kind of lurking, like whispering in the kids' ears like he's Pennywise. It's it's a weird scene. It is super weird, and it's it's a weird scene, man. It's it's hilarious. Uh, if you if, if you haven't seen it, uh, do yourself a favor and just just YouTube the uh, the Mac and Me McDonald scene. And of course, it's it's Despicable product placement. All mixed in. Mm-hmm. This McDonald's, by the way, has like six tables, like and half the restaurant, and the other half is just wide open. It's just it's just that shitty tile that permeated all fast food restaurants oh, yeah. in the eighties. Fucking brown tile. Yeah, yeah. There it is. That's my number two. Mac and me. Wow. All right. Uh, well, my number one. Speaking of scary aliens from Mac and Me, is yeah. Reese's Pieces from E.T. the Extraterrestrial. That's right. Reese's Me too. <laughs> um, and, you know, as legend goes, they, they wanted to use M&M's, and they were like, no, we don't want to use, we don't want you to allow you to use our candy in your <laughs> shitty <laughs> movie. <laughs> we, we, we don't want to make a shitload of money based on your movie, yeah. 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 For the mm-hmm. free advertising. Yeah. Joke's on them, because there's, oh wait, they're still making billions of dollars. So I guess it really didn't affect anybody. It just boosted Reese's Pieces. Yeah. Um, but yeah, terrified of E.T., but I loved the candy as a kid. I still do. Anything with peanut butter is great. Yeah. Jesus yeah it's Jesus. hard to screw that up. <laughs> so did I tell you the guys on one of our uh, cabin trips, someone brought a giant bag of Reese's Pieces. And like, the second or third day, I'm like super tired, so I take a nap upstairs in the middle of the room. And then I wake up to the idiots downstairs just like going, yeah, let's make an E.T. sound. <laughs> and I, I wake up, I start to get out of bed, and I just see they've left the trail of E.T. Reese's Pieces <laughs> from my bed down the stairs to like the refrigerator for some beers. Oh, my God. It's dying. Um, all right. E.T. number one for me. Uh, Alex. Uh, also E.T. Yeah. You just you you explained everything. <laughs> okay, Scott, number one. Number one is the wizard. There's the there's wizard. like that movie's like hour forty five or whatever it was, and I would wager that an hour and twenty of it had some kind of Nintendo product. 
Yep. Yeah. Had the, mm-hmm. the the Nintendo Power, the Call Center. Yep. Ninja Gaiden. Ninja Gaiden. But Ninja Gaiden. But I I super appreciate the coked out MC at the end. The... <laughs> yeah. Okay. All right. Mm-hmm. I had a couple honorable mentions. One was the movie Man of Steel, where there was just so <laughs> many, so many things. Yeah, there was the IHOP. There was the Microsoft Bone. Like every single time Lois Lane was on the call, she'd like, you know the camera would be pointed toward the screen. The Nokia Microsoft Phone. Uh, <laughs> there was a couple other I can't remember right now, but it was just, I remember it just being super obvious in that movie. Um, another movie we just did, Last Stand, brought to you by Chevrolet. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, you already mentioned Mac and Me, so those are mine. Any from uh, you guys? Honorable mention for the internship, which is basically a giant Google circle jerk. Um, I don't <laughs> yeah. know how much money they actually paid for that, but uh, so there's that. Um, there's the iRobot Converses, um, which almost yeah. made my list. Oh, yeah. They were pretty close. Uh, and uh, Iron Man's Carl's Jr. at the end of the first Iron Man. That's Burger King. Was it Burger King? Yeah, yeah. I was thinking it's Carl's Jr. for some reason. Of no. all the of all the fast foods, was it really Burger King? Yeah, because yeah. that's the worst one. <laughs> no, I went an American cheeseburger. I mean, yeah. yeah if I came back, <laughs> the first thing I wanted was a cheeseburger. cheeseburger. Yeah, would not yeah, be Burger King. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, I, there are just so many better options. <laughs> and that's all I'm saying. Like, I'm more disappointed. Burgers. I was more disappointed that that he picked a shitty burger than it was just blatant product placement. Anyway, mm-hmm. uh, my honorable mention is uh, almost made my list: the Spider-Man, the big cup of noodle, when he's doing the parade in in Central Park with Macy Gray, in Central Park at Times Square. I don't remember the cup of noodle. <laughs> yeah, it was just a giant ad for a cup of noodle, like on one of the jumbotron screens, and stayed on the at the center of the screen for forever. Uh, there's that. Uh, well, I can't think of anything now. God damn it. Um, did, did, did we talk about this recently? And I think it was kind of a big discussion point during the, um, uh, the, what's the, not Loki, what's the other one we just watched? Winter Soldier, that an Apple, a bad guy can't use an iPhone. Like, this is a real thing. And apparently there's people, directors are talking about it now. You can't have the a villain in your movie using an iPhone. So if, if it's questionable whether or not someone's going to be good or bad, just see if they have an iPhone. If they have an iPhone, they're going to be good. If they have if they're not, it's possible they're going to be bad. <laughs> that is the dumbest thing I've ever heard. Yeah. Yeah. That's awful. I will say the source for this is the director of Last uh Last Jedi. So maybe yeah, he's not okay. correct, but but well, he also made knives out in other good movies, so he's Well, I mean, f- I mean, fuck Apple. Like I don't own any Apple products anyway, so yeah. <laughs> I've got no stake in that game. Mm-hmm. Bring it on! Like I'm not gonna buy your products less. Some people might. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, I know some people don't like it if you text them and it comes back green. Ooh. Yeah. The fuck is that? Well, if you're an if you're an iPhone person, they text you. If both people are using iPhones. The bubble comes back blue, and that means they're cool and they have money. And if it comes back oh. green, you're lame and you have an Android. But you're actually Another. smart and you didn't buy into the Apple bullshit. Thank you very much. Yep. I like having a headphone jack. Yeah, it's nice. Oh, 
my, my Androids don't have iPhone jack or headphone jacks. Anymore. Yeah, that, that's kind of going away. With, yeah, yeah, that's kind of going away. With, uh, Stupid Apple. It's funny that that was a big selling point when I bought my phone a couple years ago. It was like super expensive, but it's like it's got a three point five headphone jack. Yeah. All right. Uh, that that is time for Alex knows sports. I'm Alex, and I like sports. Sports ball. Sydney McLaughlin breaks yes. the world record at the U.S. track trials for the 400 meter. Hurdles. Guess what her time was. Um, fifty-eight. Nope. Jeff, you got a guess? No, I have no idea what times are in track One, and field. So a minute, a minute three. Nope. It was fifty-one point nine. Wow. Seconds. Yeah, it was fucking lightning fast. Wow, that's uh, that's faster than I ever did. <laughs> yeah, a normal four hundred. So yeah, that's fucking. Yeah, seriously. Jesus, I think I got low fifties. Only over at fifty one. I know. I think fifty three was like my fastest. Just four hundred, no hurdles. <laughs> that is insanely fast. Four hundred meter hurdles. And that and qualified was... for a, a world record or no? Yeah. How does that work? So you guys like it has to be in an sanctioned competition, or if you just outdate someone, someone's there with a stopwatch and they time yeah. you. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, honor, honor system. Yeah, the, that's how that works. No, yeah, no, yeah, yeah, yeah it's it's got to be a sanctioned event, and like they they always do like the aster or the. I maybe Alex help me out here. What's what's the name of the symbol? It's like the cross. Um, uh, the Jesus stick. The Jesus <laughs> stick. Thank you. They'll put yeah. on the Jesus stick if it was like wind aided or something like that. Oh, okay. Or, or mm-hmm. sometimes they they I don't know if they score differently for those uh, the those circular tracks. Um, I forget what those are officially called, but the ones that are a lot shorter. So, like, for a 100, you'd actually do, like, two laps instead of just a oh, quarter yeah. lap. Like, That's right. Yeah. Uh, or, or however long those, those, those ones are. Anyway, um, yeah, like, there, there's a whole governing body, I guess, that, that or people that are, are qualified. But let's just say, I know this wouldn't happen, but say some high schooler at some track meet. Some some guy in uh, <laughs> Montana or something happened to beat Dana the record. Carby. Dana Carvey broke the world record. <laughs> would uh, would it count or no? If they're using st- stopwatches, no. Um, I, I would I would almost guarantee no. I think there has to be some kind of electronic, like there has to be like a camera involved or something. Mm-hmm. Well, there'd be an electronic stopwatch, and I guarantee somebody would have a camera. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, I, yeah, you got me there. Uh, okay, so it has to be phone. like a real. Yeah, I don't unless unless they're like at a like a big competition. Like if it's just a couple local high schools, like, <laughs> I seriously doubt it. Even if it was okay. legitimate. All right, and this was what Olympic qualifiers or something, Alex? This was in the uh, yeah U.S. track trials. Okay. Cool. Awesome. Yeah, can't wait. Yeah. For the Olympics to hopefully be very safe, <laughs> be safe out there. Yeah, Athletes, I, I, I read please. a story that I, I didn't, or at least a headline that uh, somebody tested positive, so they're like one of the athletes, uh, so they're like doubling down on whatever safety precautions. The, the, you know what the funny thing about this is? Is the Olympics are famous for those those Olympic villages. <laughs> Where the athletes, when they're when they're done, they just bone for the for two weeks. <laughs> uh, mm-hmm. I, I I feel bad for these athletes. They uh, yeah, <laughs> they're gonna they be missing not, out. Might, on this. Yeah, they might not get to do that. That's one of the perks, right? <laughs> they need yeah. those Leslie Nielsen branded condoms. 
Yeah, there you go. Yeah, the, the, stupid full, body, the yeah. full body wins. All right. Well, it's time for Neom News. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was, yeah. Okay. Uh, well, I think you know what I want to talk about. Uh, so we will be talking about the third episode of Loki. Uh, but we will circle around to that uh, to see if there's anything else we want to go over. So, Alex, mm-hmm. anything you wanted to bring up? Yeah, a couple things in animation. I finished season two of Love, Death, Robots. And uh, the second season's a lot shorter. It's only eight episodes instead of the first season's 18. But they're still great shorts. They're not as nihilistic, I guess you would say. They're not as depressing as the other ones. A lot of the endings on the new eight shorts are a little bit more optimistic. But there's still a lot of fucked up stuff in there. Okay. Uh, there's not enough. There's not not enough. There's not as much uh, dong hanging or uh, nudity in the new ones. Well, I'm out. Yeah, no. <laughs> but most of them are still rated R. I will highly recommend though. My favorite out of all the 26 shorts is a short Christmas one called "All Through the House." <laughs> and if you don't watch any of the other ones, just watch that one. It's a kind of kid appropriate. <laughs> I might show it to my kids, but it's fantastic. Uh, aside from that, I finished season four of Castlevania. I finished the whole okay. show. So season three really felt like it was more like a setup, setting characters and things up for the last season, and it pays off. Okay, uh, I, I only got a few episodes into season three. Well, maybe more than a few, but I definitely have some, some ways to go on that. Yeah, you should get through it. It's it's really good. And in this one, they they have a lot more action in it than season three. It's it's great. I think they were saving all the animators' wrists to, <laughs> to do uh, more action scenes in the in the last season, which are phenomenal. The story's great. It wraps up pretty much all the storylines very nicely, but still leaves room for uh, a rumored other season or spinoff show uh, hmm. coming out. Interesting. Did did. Did I ever mention that I watched the uh, Dota show? You didn't mention it, but I saw one episode of that too. Okay, yeah, I I watched the whole the whole Dota. It's the same like it's the same animation studio, right? I think so. Yeah, I mean, it looks um, kind of similar. The same thing with like Zeus's blood or Blood of Zeus, whatever that was called. Yeah, I watched. yeah. Uh, that one. But, I didn't yeah, the Dota thing was was decent. Mm-hmm. There was some 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 good action. Yeah. Some some good yeah. animation at points. Yeah. Castlevania. Highly recommend that whole show also. Okay. Anything else? Nope. That's it. Alright. Jeff, anything you want to go over? Um, just started watching Mayor of Easttown. So I just saw the first episode so far. We're it, the first episodes are always hard to tell, but at least gonna watch a couple more. Just hang in there. But um, Yeah, I did I did watch like half of the first episode of that, so I need to get back to, to finish that out. Yeah. It looked very bleak. <laughs> yeah, so far, so so far, so bleak, but it seems good. Um, and then uh, just a shout out to Conan O'Brien who did his final episode of the talk show this oh, week. Yeah. Um, I just felt really old because I remember when I remember watching his very first show, not knowing who the hell he was. Some sp- <laughs> who was this kid? Some spoiled, you know, some spoiled executive's son <laughs> who gets his own talk show, and he was still thirty at the time, but he looked younger than he was or whatever, and. Um, but yeah, he's kind of ending the show. I don't know what he's doing. He's good. He's else. doing uh, HBO show. Oh, is he? Yeah. Okay. Um, I know he has a podcast and other stuff, but it's just 
it was uh I saw his farewell speech and uh yeah so way to go Conan thanks for bringing us Pimp Bot and uh Masturbating Bear Camel Toe Annie <laughs> I don't remember that one because <laughs> that was one of the ones that they cut <laughs> but they still showed it uh before he made the move to the Tonight Show briefly <sighs> oh okay it's like here's all the characters we've got to retire some of these were cut and we never used and you'll never see them again because this is the only time we show them <laughs> Camel Toe yeah, Pitbot. Yeah, Pitbot had to retire. I think too. Yeah, yeah. preparation. I will H- cut preparation you. H- I will cut you with Raymond. my blade. Yeah. <laughs> awesome, Dave's County Channel. Yeah. <laughs> or the inappropriate channel. Inappropriate. In the year uh, two thousand. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was pretty funny. Abraham Lincoln Money Shot Channel. The uh, <laughs> did, did they still do the staring contest? Because I always like that bit too. Don't remember. I have I haven't watched in years, but um, there was a anyway. I don't get to go down that rabbit hole. Uh, and uh, yeah, that's all I got besides Loki. So let's right. talk about it. So yeah, you guys, you guys have both watched the third episode. Yes. Yep. Spoiler alert. Yeah. Spoilers. Yeah. Huge. Spoilers. There's a train. <laughs> so third episode here. Uh, just to start, I want to say this is my favorite of the three so far. Um. You get to see Loki just kind of be Loki here. Um, yes, he still gets like put on his ass uh, at several points, uh, which which still makes you wonder like how powerful is he actually? <laughs> I, don't, I don't think they've got a good they've done a, a good job of answering that. Mm-hmm. Uh, but um, things uh, begin kind of like exactly where they left off in the the last episode, and uh, Loki and Loki. Uh, are, are facing off um, and just basically you know just to condense things down here the most of the episode is just them um, getting some exposition out about each other uh, maybe earning some trust maybe they like each other a little more it's hard to tell because they're both like so conniving or at least their characters are supposed to be conniving mm-hmm. um, but I do I do like the two of them together though like the, the actors uh, there, there's some good chemistry there. Um, yeah, I do. I do like more of this other Loki as, as you get to see uh, a lot more of her in this um, this episode. Um, I think they they were smart to make her lose the the headpiece and the uh, <laughs> part of her outfit um, just because it was a little goofy looking. Uh, really, I thought it was cool. It was a nice little like a circlet. It was it was cool, but it needed to like. Like he he's just like going around in like a shirt and tie. Like it doesn't. I, I don't know. It wasn't working for mm. me. I mean, it's, maybe I, mileage, maybe mileage varies on that. But uh, uh, but yes, they're, they're stranded on this planet. They decide to work each other to get out. Um, Loki winds up with the MacGuffin. They can get them off, and it winds up getting broken. So they hatch this other scheme to escape on this uh, this arc that's leaving this planet they're on. In this case, you know they're hiding out in another uh, apocalypse. Um, where this whole planet's getting destroyed. Um, for the first time, they, they kind of go off Earth here since the, the show started in, like, TVA, I guess. Um, and, uh, yeah, it's just the two of them kind of going back and forth on their their, their strengths, um, where he's more about the um, trickery, she's more about the let's just kick the door down. Um, yeah, you, you learn more about them. Uh, there, there's a lot of fun stuff here in, in the dialogue um, about how uh, nobody told him that he was adopted, 
but she she was like she knew right away um she doesn't really talk about like her parenting situation but you know he goes over his mom um you know we officially hear that 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 loki loki will, will swing both ways doesn't matter to him he's a hedonist <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, which totally makes sense to me um but it's funny there was, there was like a funny line about how he's like like he's he's getting drunk and uh He's like, she asks him, like, how could you do this? And he says, I'm a hedonist. And she says, well, I'm a hedonist. Uh, you know, but you never, never really see her do anything that, that would kind of qualify as that. Uh, she's on a mission. She's on a mission. Like, not when you're on a mission. Uh, but, um, you know, you learn more about her ability to enchant, as, as uh, Loki has called it, um, as she creates this whole um, illusion for the, the guard that gets kidnapped a couple episodes ago um, mm-hmm. to get information from her. And you see her try to use that same ability on Loki. Um, and it doesn't work because, like he says, that he's also mighty. I don't know if that was a callback. Or was he, was he, did he say he was mighty or strong? I forget. But I felt like that was a callback to, to Thor in uh, Age of Ultron. Which makes me think that maybe it wasn't on real, but we'll get to that in a second. Mm-hmm. Uh, but anyways, you know, just them palling around the planet. Um, eventually they get to this arc that's leaving the planet, which is like their plan B. Um... And uh, they do some really fun uh, green screen work at the end there. <laughs> I maybe Alex, like, tell me if I'm wrong, but that totally felt like it was just them kind of running back and forth in like the same twenty foot square, and it was just the the like the foreground like changing with them. Mm-hmm. Like they weren't they actually they, they weren't they weren't actually like running any real distance there. Right. No, yeah, there's plenty of camera trickery, especially now. Yeah, they, they yeah. can pull that off. Uh, but yeah, it, it was cool. There was like a, a bunch of long shots kind of strung together, um, and it was frantic and all like a bunch of weird angles. And then um, ultimately, the uh, the spaceship they're trying to get on blows up, um, and they're they're both kind of defeated. And cue like the weird, the inappropriate like Fallout type song, <laughs> yeah, uh, which which plays over the credits to to great effect. Um, yeah, that, that's, that's just it. So, like, not a ton happens in this episode, but there's uh, some big information drops uh, where um, at one point she tells him that uh, that the people at the TVA were, were actually all variants at some point. Yeah. And that they've been brought in, so they weren't created, as uh, Owen Wilson's character keeps keeps uh, maintaining. Mm-hmm. Um so either she's lying or wrong, or uh, Owen Wilson is um, been tricked or mind wiped or whatever. And the mind wipe makes more sense because of his obsession with the jet skis. Yeah, um, it is interesting to think that that there's been that many variants, and uh, um, it, it it sparks all kinds of uh, <laughs> theories for me when I when I heard that line. Um, so yeah, that, that's basically the, the episode in a, in a nutshell. Um, so a couple of questions for you guys. Uh, do you think that that episode was quote unquote real? Like, was, oh, you thought that that might have been all of her mind control business to get? I I think that's a possibility. Um, uh, okay, um, because of the I'm mighty line, um, but I don't know what her angle is there because she's not really trying to get any information from him at that point. Um, and she actually gives him information about how the TVA is busted. Although she could have done that anyway, regardless of whatever her thing was. Mm-hmm. 
So I don't know if you guys have any ideas or thoughts on that. Well, I mean, she said that she had to... Well, this could be a lie also. You never know. But she has to create a scene based on their memories. And they go to this place that's completely new. Well, not to her. So maybe it could be just a a complete construct of her mind around Loki. Right. I mean, she could be lying. Yeah. Yeah. Also, she could be lying. But Yeah. Um, Yeah, I don't know. These tricksters. They're tricky. Yeah, so... You know, it's it's hard to say because if if that was the whole thing, like what what was her end game there? If she's still trying to get something from him, mm-hmm. so so I'll go ahead and, and think that it's real. Um, which leads me to my my next thing that I that I was wondering about is if it's all just if, if all the lives of the TVA people are based on lies. What does that say about the 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 Time Lords? And in that in that vein. Would it be too crazy to assume that the timelines are actually other Lokis? That they're oh, kind of that they're all kind of trapped. They've they've kind of trapped themselves into this the the sacred timeline somehow. Yeah. Um, that's just them trying to maintain it. Because uh, they, they in the early episodes they talk about how Lokis are po- always popping up, like in different forms. Yeah. So it wouldn't be too too far to to. It would be too much of a stretch that there's these other Lokis that that eventually had to fight off other Lokis and <laughs> mm-hmm. and are kind of stuck in the, the TVA. Um, yeah, it makes you, makes you think that the maybe the Time Lords aren't as benevolent or neutral anyways as as the the other TVA people seem to think they are. Yep. All right. Uh, what what did you guys think of the the episode overall though? As is in the kind of over that we've gotten with these first three episodes, uh, I liked it. I losing steam in this show. I don't like <laughs> it. I think they're boring and uh, yeah, it's definitely losing. So far, this is the worst show. Um, yeah, I'm not really enjoying. It. I'm gonna keep watching it, but I'm not really enjoying it. Nothing is really happening. And okay. Um, I like, you know, he's great, so that helps, but, yeah, and nothing's really happening. I, I, okay, we find out that the variant, but I mean, yeah, there's still. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm kind of with you on that, Jeff. Um, I, I'm, I'm, I think I'm enjoying it more than you are, but I think I'm going to need to see, like, something, something big's going to have to happen in order for me to, to, to say that, that I liked it better than the previous two series. At this point, which is really unfortunate, because I again I love the character. Yeah. So we'll see. I mean, I'll, obviously I'm gonna keep watching. I'll give it the bit of the doubt, but right now I, I am not enjoying it that much. Yeah. One question I had, sorry, when you were talking about the green screen running back and forth, do we know if is the Mandalorian the only show that's using that volume? Like, could the Marvel no. movies be using this stuff or? I mean, I guess it makes sense if it's uh, uh, it's all Disney. Yeah, I don't know if the movies are using them yet. Not the movies, sorry. The, this show, the, this the Marvel show. But like, oh what? yeah, no, definitely. You think they are definitely using it? Yes. Yeah, there's no way that they wouldn't. Okay. I haven't heard them talk about it. I think they talk about it all the time with Mandalorian, and now I haven't heard anything about Marvel. But 
I would think, like we say, yeah, it's owned by the same company, unless that's a a Lucasfilm thing, and they I don't, don't want to cross know that toes. It is, and... Because there's there's like a, a... a sweet tooth. I, I noticed that they're using it on sweet tooth. Okay, I I wouldn't call it a, a tech demo necessarily, but it's a thing that pops up like in Reddit once in a while. You can you can Google it. Uh, or it's just a short video of this like nondescript city of the future. And uh, this woman, like, steps out of her apartment, and she goes down this elevator, and she buys some noodles and something else, and then she... Oh, that thing. That and it's awesome. just her, like, yeah. walking around and walking back up again, like... So I, I don't think that was, like, a LucasArts thing. That was just, like, necessarily, but the... Mm-hmm. So, yeah, that, that like, that tech is out there. Yeah. Uh, but, uh, anyways... Uh, so, for episode... Fourth episode coming up here in a couple of days, um, and then yeah, just just three more, and uh, that that'll do it. And I uh, still want to say, not a fan of it being on Wednesdays. <laughs> yeah, I have I've only watched it Wednesday once, so we watched it last night for this one, and then the same thing both times on a Sunday night. We've been... Whatever, who cares? It comes out when it comes out. Doesn't mean you have to watch it. I guess you're, unless you're really worried about spoilers, but there's really nothing to spoil with this show. Well, I didn't. I didn't watch it on Wednesday this last time, but I felt like I need, I should have. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Like you only feel like you should have because you don't want something to be spoiled, right. right? Otherwise, who cares when you watch it? You watch it when you have time. That's true. Like, I ideally, I, I you know what? I don't know if I'd rather just have it all come out at once and then binge it or. I, I kind of like it having strung out. Mm-hmm. I don't know that I want every series like that. Yeah. Um, but there, there's something to be said to to have something to look forward to. Mm-hmm. As long as you don't have to wait too long. Okay. Yes. Yep. Yep. That's yes. uh, that's it. Hopefully, some something uh, something big from our boy Loki here. Mm-hmm. All right, and I guess one thing we forgot to mention, Marvel related, they released the trailer for. Uh, oh yeah, Sh- uh, Shang Chi. Like Shang Chi. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I've These not watched. People it yet. don't know what the definition of a teaser is. Well, I thought this one was the full on. The show. first one was a full on trailer. This one's just another full on trailer. Okay, it's not okay. a fucking teaser. Before, yeah, I okay. hate it when they call it that. Well, like yeah, yes, I I I, I agree, but. This one, they, they're not calling a teaser, though, right? They're just calling it the official trailer. It's a fucking trailer. They're, right, they're calling they're it the trailers. official trailer, this one. Yes, all they right, are. All right, all right. It's stupid. It's stupid that they're calling it the official trailer? Yeah, hey, Alex, yes. what's your problem right now? It's called. A, it's an official trailer, and it's yeah, an official trailer. What's your issue? <sighs> That's a good response. Well, yeah. I, don't, well, I, don't, I don't, like... Yeah, no, I'm just, I'm just as bent as last time when they said it was a teaser and they, they gave us like five minutes of footage. Yeah. Right, right. But, but this is not a teaser. But this is not that. This is the this is they're calling this the official trailer though. That's fine. <laughs> that is that's they could do what they want. What, I, I, I still don't I, I don't run it up for you on this one. Like Yeah, what? don't worry about it. It's fine. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. Uh, thanks for listening, everybody. Trailers, what they want. This this was a teaser episode of.
We at Hans Shop First like to thank you for listening and supporting the podcast. We would love to hear from you, so feel free to contact us on Facebook and Twitter at Hans Shop First. Also, please leave us a review on iTunes. Reviews are greatly appreciated and help us get more exposure. Once again, thanks for listening and supporting the podcast.